Welcome to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Giselle Arney. I'm a sports medicine physician with a passion for teaching and a mission to support other women with careers in this space. On this show, you'll hear the stories from amazing women in their field of sport and athletics. They'll share their journeys, triumphs, and hardships in order to help and inspire you in your own career and life. Thanks for joining us. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another special episode of the Madam Athlete Podcast. On the second Tuesday of the month, I take a deep dive into a career-related topic. And on today's episode, I'm talking all about doing what you want to do instead of what you should do, which sounds kind of crazy, but we're just going to dive right into it, okay? So come along here. All right, here's what happened. I don't think this is too far off of what I talk about on a fairly regular basis here on the podcast, but this just came across and hit me so completely differently that I had to share it with you. So I was listening to the We Can Do Hard Things podcast, the one with Glennon Doyle and Abby Wambach and Glennon's sister, Amanda, and several episodes back, they had this episode where they were trying to help Amanda relax because she's very type A, very perfectionist, must get all the things done, must hold it all together. And there's a lot about Amanda that I relate to. So in that episode, she, it was just an utter failure utter failure. There was zero getting Amanda to let it go. So more recently on the podcast, they brought in Martha Beck and she's like the OG life coach, like one of the OG life coaches. And like they talked about this and they got into it. And they're, I mean, the episode's kind of amazing, like definitely go listen to it. But one of the things that really struck me out of this whole thing was Martha helped clarify this juxtaposition that for Amanda, for a lot of people who are type A, who are perfectionists, who have to get all the things done, which, hi, a lot of us women working in sports, that fits us to a T, that we think that doing all of the things that we should get done, being productive, being responsible, taking care of everything, that the opposite of that, the opposite of doing the things we should do is doing nothing and being a failure and being lazy and being a bum. But really, the opposite of doing all the things that we should be doing is having the freedom to do all the things that we want to be doing. And that it's not that we're doing everything or nothing. It is that we have a choice to be doing everything other people want us to do or that we think we should be doing or doing the things that we want to do that matter to us. And so having this sort of mindset shift of considering, okay, it's not that if I don't do all those things that I'm supposed to be doing, I'm a lazy bum and a failure. It's actually that I actually have the freedom to start to figure out what it is that I want to do, what matters to me, and start pursuing those things. And part of where this came about for Amanda and Martha Beck and clarifying things is Amanda, you know, wonderful human, wants to help all the people and women, especially be free in their lives and, you know, have confidence and believe in themselves and feel like they don't have to do all the crap that they don't want to do. And Martha points out, okay, but so you have to take on doing all of the crap that you don't want to do so that you can help other women be free. But where's your freedom? And you can't be free. You can't help other people be free if you're not free. When you're free, then you can help other people be free. And Amanda had this sort of like mindset shift of, wait, how how is it possible for me to not do all the things I should be doing and help? And Martha was like, 
I only do what I want to do every single day. That's all she does. And she's like book author, life coach, what this amazing whole thing. And she only does what she wants to do every single day. And it kind of gave me the analogy of, right, like put your oxygen, your own oxygen mask on first. If you're not free, if you're not doing what you want, how are you helping others get to do what they want? If you're doing only the things that you think you should be doing, where are you in all of this? So this got me really thinking a lot. I hope I'm explaining this well. If not, feel free to go listen to their podcast and you will understand this better. But I was thinking about way back, right, growing up. Most of what we do is just what we want to do. We throw temper tantrums if we are asked to do something that we don't want to do. But I think even in college, I took a million classes. I was always at the max course load. I have my major. I got all my you know, pre-med requirements, but I also got two minors in English and religion. Like, Where did those come from? It's because I literally just looked at the entire course catalog and said, what classes look interesting to me? Let me take some of those. And over enough years... That ended up being enough to get me a couple minors. And I played rugby and I played lacrosse in college. And that was really just because it sounded like fun. And I did a semester abroad in Scotland because why the hell not? That sounds like fun. And as you start to go along in your career, and sometimes early on in your career, there's a lot of pressure of here's what you should do. Here's the classes you need to take. This is what a real physician looks like. This is what a real athletic trainer looks like. Here's what it looks like to be a good one. You have to be on this committee. You need to volunteer your free time doing this. You need to have beautiful social media. You need to put yourself out there. You need to get a promotion. You need the next promotion, the next one. You need to be good at it. Or if you're not good at it yet, you have to try to get better at it. You have to be the best. But what if that's not what we want to do? And what if that's actually totally fine for us to not do? Right? What if... What you want is to work part-time because you love the work, but you also want some more free time to pursue your other hobbies or to take care of your kids or whatever your life is like. I don't know, right? Or maybe you don't want that promotion because you don't want to be a manager. You don't like managing other people. Other people are kind of annoying. Sometimes other people suck and they don't do what they should be doing and you just want nothing to do with that. You like doing the work awesome. No pressure, right? When we stop doing all the things we think we should be doing, it doesn't mean we stop doing. It doesn't mean we quit. It doesn't mean we give up. Okay. So like, here's another example. I don't know if you guys know this, if anyone here is into writing, um, but NaNoWriMo is this nonprofit, um, organization. It is a, it's a month. It stands for National Novel Writing Month. So November every year is the National Novel Writing Month. And there's this whole organization to help people write a 50,000 word novel over the month of November by writing, getting words every day. There's a whole community. It's a whole thing. It's a lot of fun. I don't remember when I first heard about this. I do remember as a kid liking to write. Um, I loved writing. I would write little stories. I would do whatever. Whenever I had an English assignment, if they were like, cool, we want three pages double spaced, I was like, well, here's five with one and a half spacing because I just, you guys know, I have an impossible ability to keep a podcast short. I can't send a short email. I can't do a short social media post. Like to talk, like to write. And so 
um, I don't know when I first found out about NaNoWriMo, but 2019 was the first year that I was like, all right, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to back up even a little further. In med school, um, we were required to do a research project, which became a scholarly project when we all kind of freaked out because they did not tell us that during interviews and everyone was really pissed that all of a sudden we had this requirement to do a research project during our four years. So for our class, the first one, they they surprised us with this. Um, they let us just do a scholarly project. And I ended up turning mine into writing a thriller. And they went for it. I proposed it. They said, okay. And part of the reason I was able to work on it and even do it was because First of all, it wasn't a research project at the time. I was not interested in research. Since, have learned to love it at the time, had zero interest. Um, but it was something that I wanted to do, was write anyway. So I was like, all right, well, this will be, I'm going to do this my way. Here's my scholarly activity. I'm going to write a novel. And I wrote a ton of it. I didn't finish it, mostly because I was doing it for the med school. I wasn't actually doing it for me. And so it was sort of resentful and irritating, and I got hundreds of pages done, but never finished. Here's a full novel. Turned it in anyway. I don't think anybody read it. <laughs> they did not notice that there was no ending and it was fine. I graduated. If you guys are listening, please don't go pull that out of the archives. Um, so, okay. So then first time I hear about National no- Novel Writing Month, I mean, we're like over a decade later now from when that uh, that first draft was was written. And I said, oh, you know what? Okay, I should finish my novel. I should write that novel. I had that idea years ago. I wrote it. I should do it. And I said, all right. And I went, looked at it. I reread it. It was, I mean, we're not going to say horrible, but we're not going to say it was amazing. But that's what first drafts are meant to be, pretty shitty. So I outlined everything. I gave myself this huge, intense outline, every scene, every act, because again, this type A, the perfectionist, and I changed it. And I said, all right, well, you know, that was a good baby starter draft. But since, you know, the last 12 years, I've read a few thousand more books in my time. So we can get, we can do better than this. And I got through the month and I finished the 50,000 words. But if you guys don't know this already, a typical thriller is 90,000 words that you get at the bookstore. That's just the average where you should be at. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to do this for real. So I'm going to keep going. And I did after the month was over. And I I think I got to like 80,000 words. And I'm at the climax of the story. And I just could not finish it to save my life. I had it all outlined. I had it all planned. And I just did not want to do it anymore. And I gave up and I stopped. And the whole thing was because even though writing is something I want to do, even though Nano was this fun, collaborative, encouraging experience, and I got through the month and I got my 50,000, so I won Nano, I was still writing this novel. I felt like I should write. And I just didn't want to, so I stopped. And then I didn't do Nano for another several years. And so I am back this year. And I have been doing a lot of work on myself in the intervening years, figuring out what it is that I want to do. What matters to me? What are my values? Do I have to be on this hamster wheel of being a physician? Do I have to follow this deep set of train tracks that were devised by a bunch of old white men over the last hundred years? Or can I kind of actually carve out my own path and do my own thing? And what does that even look like? Because when you're so deep in the trenches, it's hard to know what it looks like for you, for your own path, what you even want to do. 
And so I've been working on literally figuring out what I want to do, going, what are the things I even enjoy? What hobbies might be fun? What might I try? And so I said, okay, Nano again, here it is. We're going to do this again. And this time, I did not touch that old novel. It's sitting there. It's on a flash drive. It's still stuck at 79,000 words. And I want nothing to do with it. And so I used this, Nano had this little, how do you pick a novel, a topic for your novel? And it's like basically a random word generator. You put in 20 things you're interested in writing about, just topics, genres, anything like that. And then it will just pop out three and then that's your novel. And I picked, are you guys ready for this? The random generator gave me Scotland, fake marriage, which is a type of romance genre, and professional women's sports. Is that hysterical? Those were the three that the random generator gave me. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And I had this whole, okay, I better come up with my outline. I better do everything. And I couldn't do it. And I couldn't go up with an outline. And November 1st was coming around. I was kind of panicked. And I just said, you know what? We're just winging it. We're just going to go pantser style, which again, if you're a writer person, you talk about a lot. um, Are you a plotter or are you a pantser, which is writing by the seat of your pants, which my type A perfectionist life lives on the plotter side. But for this, I was like, this is for fun. And I can't tell you how many times I've had to remind myself that this is for fun. And I'm doing this because I want to, and I'm doing it to enjoy the experience and the challenge. I am not doing it to write the perfect book. I am not doing it to prove anything. I am not doing it to finish something I started years ago. I am just doing this for fun. And there are times where I forget and I struggle. And then when I remember, I go, oh, okay, you know what? I was just writing all of this in like first person pronoun and I'm going to switch to third person or, or vice versa. Or I was writing this in past tense and now I want to write it in present tense. And instead of just trying to go back and edit everything and be like, oh no, I screwed up. I need to fix all of this. I just said, eh, all right, from here forward, here's what's happening. And I just keep moving forward. And I mean, it's, we're not even halfway through November. I'm halfway through my 50,000. I'm a little bit ahead of things because I wanted to, my, you know, family's coming in for Thanksgiving. So I'm not going to have a lot of time to write um, over that long weekend. So I'm trying to get ahead of the game. But it is going so differently because I'm actually doing this from a place of it's something that I want to do. And there's no part of this that is something that I should do. And it's making all the difference in the world. And I just, for you, am wondering if this is getting you thinking at all, what are you doing right now because you think you should be doing it? What, like, is it that you're listening to every single episode of this podcast because you feel like you have to listen to every single one in order to get the gold star check mark? I promise you, I am not tracking that. I don't think I even want to if I could. It's cool. If you need a week off, if you need a month off, you do your thing. If you're like, I don't want to talk to that person. I actually hate Giselle's career coaching deep dives and you skip every single one of these episodes. More power to you. Take that hour of your life back. Get after it. I'm just kidding. My podcast is amazing. Of course, you want the gold star to listen to every single episode. But seriously, so like as I've been going through this month, listening to those podcast episodes, doing my NaNoWriMo, 
the year is coming to an end. It always happens faster than I think it is for you. What are you doing? Because you think you should be doing it. And what if you stopped doing that or you did less of it or you deprioritized it? What would it free you up for? Like, what would it free you up for? And maybe you need a few months or a few years of absolute laziness and doing nothing to recover from some burnout and career-related trauma, in which case, get after it. Maybe it will take you a while to want to do anything again because you are so conditioned to be doing all the things you should be doing that it's hard for you to see that the opposite of that isn't doing nothing. It's finding the freedom to live a full life of things that you want to do. And then by doing that full life of things you want to do, you're going to start making a difference in your own way. Even if you're making a difference is just setting an example for somebody else that you're, you're not going in and telling other people what to do. You are not writing a novel and proselytizing. You're not starting a podcast and interviewing everyone. You are just living your own life, but happy but fulfilled, but in pursuit of your desires and your wants and your wishes. And someone else gets to see that and go, oh my gosh, look at that. that that's possible. I see her doing that right over there. Maybe I could do that. So I'm hoping if you can keep your mind open to what you want to do, explore what you want to do. Be bad at things and love doing them anyway. And don't feel like you have to get any better at it. Enjoy the fact that you suck at pickleball, but you enjoy playing and put no pressure on it. Don't turn it from a want to a should. Be silly. Dive into that project that you've always wanted to do, but you didn't think was serious enough, or you didn't think it would have a big enough impact on your resume. What do you think? Can you do that? Would you like to do that? Does it sound scary? I think it's scary. Let me be honest with you. I think it's a little scary to go. I'm getting off of this society says roller coaster of shoulds. And I am moving over here to this unexplored. I don't know where this is going. Path through the woods. That is my own unique path of figuring out what I want to do with this one precious, beautiful life that I have. But that's my challenge for you to sit and think through this, see how it fits, play with it, see if you can take this on for size, and then maybe see what you do with it. I'm excited. I'm excited to find out. As always, thank you for listening to the Madam Athlete Podcast. I hope you enjoyed today's career coaching deep dive all about doing what you want to do instead of what you think you should do. I hope it gave you something to think about. I mean, I suppose that's not really true. I hope you're actually sitting there going, Giselle, I already know all of this. I've been doing only what I wanted to do from the jump. Congratulations on figuring this out, you fool. And if that's you, (laughs) that's cool. That's pretty freaking awesome. And like I said at the beginning, I think I talk a lot about trying to lean into your values and what matters to you. And this just 
really hit me in a whole different way of the opposite of doing what you should do isn't doing nothing. It's finding the freedom to do what you want to do and then doing what you want to do. So I wanted to share it with you. If it helps even a little, then I am happy. Okay, as always, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. 